Hello, my name is Clayton, and at long last, welcome to another episode of the Watch Dang Podcast. I'm a professional dog runner and watch enthusiast talking to his pals about dogs and watches. How's everybody doing? Thank you so much for listening and hanging with me. It's been a long time. I hope you are all doing well, having a happy holiday season. This is only the second episode I have produced of the Watchdog podcast this year on the very last day of 2022, believe it or not. The last episode was January 22nd of this year. My good friend Sanjay came on with me. I figured that's about 49 weeks or so. So I figured I would do a 49-episode retrospective of what I've been up to this year, not only in the watch hobby, but in other hobbies and endeavors as well, such as macrame and toenail clipping sculptures. Gotten really into that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a real thing. Uh, I hate to Google it because uh, it probably is. Uh, to be honest, I'm doing an episode in part, well, I've really wanted to for quite a while, but uh, truth be told, I may sound a little funny, both my voice and the audio quality. Uh, truth is, I have COVID. Almost three years of uh, escaping it, being COVID-free, it finally caught up with me. So I have been banished to the basement to quarantine and I figured, you know, I have nothing to do. So, hey, let's do a podcast. The sound quality is probably a bit, I don't know, hollow down here. It's a lot of uh, concrete carpeting over some of the concrete, but still uh, probably sounds a little hollow and maybe echoey. So I apologize for that. This will be a quick hitter. So I stepped away from the podcast for the most part just because I am a grown man who has a terrible time with time management. I'm sure a lot of you can identify with that. Uh, the podcast was taking a lot of my thought energy, a lot of my time, you know, planning out episodes, editing episodes, thinking about episodes. And I have ADD. So I tend to spend a lot of time on the things that I think are fun and not so much time on the things I actually need to do <laughs> for my marriage, for my business, for the house, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I took a step back from the podcast this year, and it's been healthy. You know, it's been it's been great. I appreciate all of the support I've gotten, people who have messaged me wondering if I'm okay, missing the podcast. That means the world to me, and I appreciate it. I just needed to come back when I was ready. And I feel like I'm ready now for, you know, infrequent episodes again in the coming year here in 2023. I don't know how often it will be, but I think it will be just stream of consciousness like this. I think it will be quick hitters for the most part because that works well with my time management uh, coping mechanisms and skills that I'm trying for. <laughs> so yeah, it might be 20, 30 minutes. Uh, hopefully I have some guests on. You know, I would love to have my good friend Sanjay back on. You know, I've joined him a lot this year on his Saturday night live streams. So, you know, still active in that respect. But uh, obviously, as far as the podcast goes, not so much. Uh, was an interesting 2022 in terms of watch collecting. I will go into that in the further episodes. Uh, won't be a 49 episode retrospective 
by any means, but I will delve into that a little bit. Uh, bought less watches than I have in previous years, probably the least amount in any year since I've been in the hobby. And I've sold quite a few watches. I think I only have six watches in my current collection that I've actually bought with my own money. And the rest are, you know, hand me down from my grandparents and gift watches. So I think about 15 total, which is crazy. So I've sold a lot and I've also given quite a few away. And that's sort of where I wanted to start uh, with the meat of this episode today Uh, (laughs) and ask people if they keep their watch life separate from their real life. You know, if you are listening to this podcast, you are probably, it's a pretty good chance, you are probably involved in some sort of online community, whether it be Facebook groups whether it be Discord, Patreon for YouTube content creators or podcasters, uh, the forums, you know, Instagram, you know, there's many different ways you can be involved online in the community. I came of age in the watch hobby through COVID where, you know, the online watch community was sort of our only refuge. We couldn't really get together with people in the real world. So, we made a lot of online friends, uh, you know, during that time frame, and some, you know, you consider lifelong friends. Some of it's fleeting, some of it is a, a passing fancy. Maybe you're into a certain channel for a while, or you're into a certain watch or brand for a while, and you get connected with somebody. But you know, there's no bad blood or anything. But interests just sort of fade, right? So, I don't know about you all, but I sort of keep that separate from my real world friends and family. Now, most of my friends and family know that I am into watches. You know, we can't help but talk about it, right? So it comes up. (laughs) Um, You know, most of my friends and family know that I have a podcast. Some have listened. Some haven't. But, you know, most are casually aware that I'm into watches. Nobody except for my wife, probably, and maybe this is true for you with your spouses, Nobody besides her really knows the depths of my obsession. And I know you're in the same boat and know what I'm talking about, right? The constant online window shopping and actual shopping for watches. The amount of time talking with friends about watches, researching, and the amount, most importantly, probably the amount of money we spend on watches, right? (laughs) Um, I think. Most people in my life anyway, my extended family, my mom, my sister, aunts, uncles, uh, close friends would find it appalling the amount of money that I've not only spent on watches, but that I've probably lost on selling watches and that I have into my collection right now. So I try to kind of keep that side of it on the download because that that can kind of on the download. Yeah, on the down low. Because it can kind of come off in a way that I don't certainly mean it to, but I can understand how it might come off, right? Oh, look at this guy. You know, we're barely getting by and he can buy all these fancy watches, right? So I don't want to advertise that because that's not why I'm into watches. You know, I appreciate them as an art form, the engineering, uh, horology. I'm into it all. So that's not why I'm into watches. I'm lucky enough that I'm able to spend a certain amount of money on them, and that's great. 
but you know, I'm not in, in it to rub anybody's face in it. And I'm just a small fry compared to some people I know and the watches they have. Right. So anyway, I don't post about it on my personal Facebook page ever. Now I go in the watch groups as myself and I will post from time to time, but you know, I'll never put a picture of, you know, a brand new, my brand new Cartier Santos on my Facebook page. And, you know, all somebody has to do a relative or a friend has to do is Google that watch and realize that it's quite expensive. I just don't want that out there, right? It's fine in the safety net of our watch community that people know I have that watch. You know, I show it off (laughs) on Discord groups, on Instagram, and my Instagram is not me. It's, of course, under the podcast, which I don't post on very much anymore. Kind of dropped back from all of it. But yeah, I feel just fine posting it under the guise of the Watchdog podcast, but in my real life, not so much, not very comfortable with it. So (laughs) uh, I was thinking about Christmas presents this year. And I have a childhood friend who still lives in the town I grew up in, in Michigan. We've been friends since elementary school. We are still best of friends. We don't talk on the phone quite as much, but, you know, we text weekly for sure, all the time. And that's the way it goes. You know, when you when you grow up, phone calls and the invention of texting is beautiful because, uh, hey, no need to talk. I love talking to him and we make time to, but, you know, for daily sort of, hey, how are you? I saw this. This is cool. Look at this. Ha ha ha. Uh, Texting is perfect, right? God, I sound like an old man. Texting is not new. (laughs) I'm sounding like it's this novel new concept, but uh, yeah, anyway. So, but he and I are still the best of friends. We've been friends forever. We were practically neighbors growing up and, uh, you know, we've remained close. Uh, We're both in our approaching our mid forties here and, uh, We're still very good friends. I'm very lucky to have him in my life. So every year for many, many years, we've gotten each other Christmas presents. And, you know, I always like to think of something like creative to get him. He's a very good gift giver. Now we've been giving each other uh, this service. This is not an advertisement for them whatsoever called Jerky Gent. It's sort of a (laughs) beef jerky delivery service. Uh, You get, um, you know, bags of jerky from all these artisanal you know, jerky makers uh, all over the country. And in some cases, I think all over the world, but I know all over the U.S. And they're delivered in a box. It's it's much like, uh, you know, same idea as, you know, Home Chef. My buddy Dirk just got like a pizza of the month uh, home delivery service. So there's a bunch of them now. So for, for years and years, we've kind of gotten each other that. But then we'll add something extra on top of it. So earlier this year, I purchased the 40th anniversary reissue of the Seiko Arnie, the SNJ037. Now, of course, they did the original reissue in 2019 that was very faithful to, you know, the the model from the early 80s that Arnold Schwarzenegger famously wore in Commando, Predator, Rod Deal, or Running Man, one of those, I believe. But this new version that came out in 2022... Uh, changed it up a little bit, made it a little bit smaller, uh, added some more dive functions. You can log dives. It actually can tell you the temperature of the water. Uh, they moved the digital display uh, from the top to the bottom. So it's it's slightly different. Now, I sold my original Arnie a, a, a while ago, 
but I, I enjoyed, I still have my dog running business. So I've always enjoyed uh, the Arnie having a digital watch to help time dog runs and everything is extremely helpful. So earlier this year, I got a great discount uh, Mimo in uh, Long Beach, California, Mimo's Jewelry. He um, he had a sale going on and uh, it's not a cheap watch. It's a limited edition of 4,000 pieces. I think I got number 2111 of 4,000. It's all blacked out. It's sort of, uh, you know, uh, DLC coded, uh, came on a DLC coded bracelet. Uh, very cool watch. I loved it. It immediately, uh, you know, wore much better than the previous model. I think it felt a little more heavy duty, a little more premium. I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, so I got that in, I want to say late August, early September. And, you know, as Christmas approached, uh, and uh, you know, every year I, I wonder what am I going to get my friend (laughs) this year for Christmas. Now he's a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. We have watched countless Arnold movies together. He does a great Arnold impersonation. We've loved him forever. We watched Predator together countless times. Uh, You know, we grew up, uh, we were teenagers and sort of movie going teenagers in the, uh, you know, mid, mid to late nineties. So we went to see like Eraser, True Lies, end of days, like all these Arnold movies. And, um, so I was thinking, and, you know, I just, I had, uh, recently gotten some, another G shock that I was wearing more than the Arnie for dog runs. And I thought, Oh wow. You know what would really knock his socks off? If I gave him my Arnie, he would absolutely love that. <laughs> or he, he would at least get a kick out of it. You know, there's a good chance he would probably say, Oh, thanks. And then throw it in a drawer and, Never even think about it again. But, you know, I know he loves Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I know it's an expensive gift, but I did get a discount on it. I'd used it a bunch. It was actually kind of scratched up. Uh, You know, I probably wouldn't make much selling it, to be honest. I even tried and no luck uh, at a steep discount. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it to I'm going to give it to my friend. He is going to absolutely die when he sees this thing. Um, And I was hoping, you know, I I tried to. eliminate all traces of how much it cost. I didn't want him to be like, you know, weird about it or feel weird about taking a gift uh, that, you know, costs a few hundred dollars because we usually don't go that far with our gift giving, but I genuinely wanted him to have it. I thought it would make him happy. And, you know, uh, this might sound corny, but at the holidays, uh, getting gifts is awesome, but giving them and making people feel happy is way better in most cases. So I sent him the watch and he's one of these people who will not open a gift until Christmas day. Now I am not festive. Uh, you know, my wife's Jewish. Uh, she celebrates Hanukkah. Uh, I, we don't set up a Christmas tree. Um, I wouldn't mind, but I'm too lazy to do it. Honestly, I'm not a very festive person. So he sent me the gift early this year. I opened it. I think it was like the middle of December. I opened my beef jerky and, uh, started, uh, munching on it. (laughs) So. Anyway, he's one of these people that uh, is going to wait until, you know, Christmas, do it the proper way, open gifts on Christmas the way it should be, I guess. And, uh, you know, I was just like busting, uh, waiting for him to open it. And he actually sent me a meme of Sylvester Stallone on Christmas Day that said like Merry Christmas or something. And he said, I'll open your present soon. Uh, We're big Hulk Hogan fans, so we always call each other brother like, 
let me tell you something, brother. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, <laughs> he's like, I'll open your present soon, brother. And uh, I said, because he sent me the Stallone meme, I said, well, you know, you might be sending me a picture of another action star once you open it. And uh, <laughs> uh, like 10 minutes later, I got a text back, like in all caps, WTF uh, with smiley faces. And then another 10 minutes go by and uh, he called me and uh, he said, uh, dude, <laughs> I saw the hang tag or he didn't call it that. And he said the price tag, I think, which I forgot. You know, I'm so used to selling watches and making it a full complete kit that I overlooked the uh, hang tag in the bottom of the box, which ha clearly has the price on it. I just wanted to leave everything as is. So I'm one of these full kit watch collector people who keeps everything. <laughs> so he ended up seeing how much it cost. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? Why did you give me this $725 watch? And I was like, oh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I got a good deal on it, you know? Um, and sadly, you know, we're a little desensitized to prices at this point. You know, uh, many of us, whether it's right or wrong at this point, feel like a oh, $500 watch. That's just a drop in the bucket. Uh, compared to some of the watches we have in our collections, right? So truth be told, I did get a fantastic deal on it. And it was used. I even, uh, you know, it, it fell off my wrist once. It was scratched up. Uh, so, you know, I, I felt like oh, I wanted him to have it. And I was like, I knew it would make you happy. I knew you're an Arnold person. I knew you would at least laugh and enjoy it. I don't think you'd ever wear it for a million years. But he's like, no, I'm going to wear this. I love this thing. And he kept texting me about watches for the next uh, couple days. Actually, still is. And, you know, that's all it takes for me, right? <laughs> uh, and probably most watch enthusiasts, if somebody shows even a flicker, a spark of interest, that's it. I'm going to assume you're interested and I'm going to grab you with my claws and bring you into this crazy, crazy hobby. <laughs> so, you know, we started talking about watches and. You know, he's a big movie guy, so I was kind of telling him about, you know, all the movie watches that are out there, not only the Arnie, but, uh, you know, the Seiko Willard. But, of course, he's, like, looking at these prices and thinking, well, that's insane. I would never spend that much money on a watch. Um, he's like, you know, that Hamilton uh, Murph is nice. He likes Interstellar. That that Murph is nice, but that price is insane. <laughs> and, um, you know, he started asking me about watches I have, and uh, I haven't really shared it publicly anywhere except for Sanjay's channel, but I was lucky enough this year to get the call for a Rolex Air King. So, you know, I showed him a picture of my Air King that I was wearing and he's like, I just Googled the Air King. Are you really wearing a $7,400 watch? Question mark. And I was like, oh God, yes. <laughs> uh, and it just, then it struck me. It's like, wow. He knew I was into watches casually. We never really talked about it because that's just somewhere I don't always go with uh, my friends and my family because they probably don't want to hear about it. I'm going to talk endlessly about it. And it's sort of embarrassing the amount of money I spend on the watch hobby. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he didn't answer me for a while. Then, you know, we started talking about watches again. But, uh, you know, it just struck me that um, there's a real divide in my instance anyway between the watch world I live in and the way we view watches and how open and honest we are with each other about the hobby. And then my real life 
world where my friend is just flabbergasted that I a have the money to do this and B would spend the money to do this. He said he would love a watch like that, but he'd have to donate uh, one, if not two kidneys <laughs> uh, to do it. So it, it's kind of embarrassing. It makes me feel kind of silly. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm never irresponsible. And I think um, that's the the key thing. Yeah. Now, have I probably lost a lot of money flipping? Yes. But, you know, my wife and I have always had a deal because she shops too. And I think that's, I've said it before, I think that's why she's pretty tolerant of uh, the money I spend on watches. We pay our credit cards off every month, whether it's $1,500 or I got a surprise call for an Air King and it's uh, with other purchases close to $10,000. We don't carry any credit card debt. That's always a deal. So I don't put anything on payment programs. Everything's paid for. Boom. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that can also uh, slow you down a little bit when you don't want to go into debt. And that's our arrangement. My wife holds me to that. She actually goes into my account and will pay my credit card bill. Um, so there's no shenanigans, no funny games. I can't, uh, and I'm not going to put anything on a firm or anything. I'm just scared to do that. So I've had credit card debt before in my early 20s. Uh, got out of it. Credit score is great again. Uh, for anybody dealing with that, by the way, I'm not giving any sort of financial advice, but it's not the end of your credit. You can dig out of it. I had a, a hole I was in. I worked with uh, somebody to, you know, pay it back. And, you know, some 20 years later, uh, I have excellent credit. And I think paying off your credit card every month like that uh, really goes a long way in achieving that. But, uh, you know, Tough times befall us all. And in my early 20s, I moved out to California, uh, had some tough times, lived on my credit card, and uh, didn't have the money to pay the bill. <laughs> so I often didn't. Uh, you know, stupid, but uh, hey, when you're when you're going through things, sometimes that's just the way it is. But I'm here to tell you it is possible to dig out of it. And I did. Anyway, uh, spare you all that. So I've never been irresponsible, but still. It probably comes off super douchey to somebody uh, when I tell them that I, yes, have, not only do I have a very expensive watch that's a Rolex, it's not my most expensive watch, which he was even more floored by. <laughs> so it was very embarrassing. Um, and, you know, it didn't make me rethink uh, why I love watches and will I buy watches. Um, but, you know, it just, it made me, it made me realize that I really want to keep even more so not keep dirty secrets. If people really ask, I will tell them, but not discuss it with the people in my life, in my everyday life that, you know, that I know personally and that I deal with on a regular basis, my family, my very close friends. I probably won't tell them about my love for watches so much. Um, I just would rather keep that with you all. <laughs> um, and I know, gosh, I know a lot of people who don't even tell their wives or their husbands, uh, about their watch collections. They keep it very close and they, you know, they, they tell us they're online watch friends. So <laughs> where do you all stand on that? Do you keep your watch life and your real life separate? Or do you just let it fly? Do you post on your Facebook page, your expensive watches 
and not care. You don't care who knows how much money you spend on watches. Um, it, it, I never really thought about it too much. I'd never advertise it. But then when my friend showed a flicker of interest and I kind of let him into my watch world a little bit and I could tell his reaction was even over text. I could tell like, whoa, you never told me you were in this deep. <laughs> I think it was a little surprised. I could get the tone. Maybe I'm completely inventing things, but uh, that was the vibe I got. So yeah, how do you all fall on that? I would love to know. You can send me a message on Instagram at the Watchdog Podcast. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's so great to be back with you. It, uh, it feels really nice to be recording again. Again, I don't know how frequently it's going to be, but I'm hoping, you know, a couple times a month, once a month, uh, you know, that would be awesome. Weekly would be even better. Um, you know, these quick hitters, 20 to 30 minute episodes, I know they leave a little to be desired, but actually, you know, I also think they're, they're kind of nice. It allows me to at least be a little more regular. So I guess it's better than going 49 weeks in between episodes. So yes, you can find me on Instagram at the watchdog podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, sometimes you're the dog. Sometimes you're the hydrant, but at least you're outside. I'll catch you on the next episode of the Watch Dan Podcast. See you later.